You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I'm I'm not I it's, it's I just I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. You okay, I'm no, I'm, I'm having a little trouble right now. I was up a lot of the night last night. And I'm trying to maintain balance, and I apologize. This is how I'm starting off today, but that's why I'm a little bit loopy. I drank a lot of coffee to make you up for it. seem a little manic. I'm a little bit manic. A little manic. I'm a little manic. Well, there's been things <laughs> happening at my house that are strange, and I don't... It's upsetting. You mean a girl came over? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how we do that show here. All right, hello, everyone. This is Foot Appointment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, we've got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today. First off, I do want to say don't forget to go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on the Amazon link if you're going to be doing any shopping via the Amazons. Just go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first and click on that link. Also... You sound so calm and mature. One other... Uh, I do... F- I feel very calm and mature. You know? I'm I'm very mature. I'm a, I'm a mature You know how you can tell man. someone's mature is when they keep repeating it over and over Yeah. Again. You know, I mean, I, I handle my business. I'm good at adulting. I know you like that word. I know you hate that word so much. I hate that word so much. It's a really terrible word. Oh, I'll, I'll admit. I, I agree with you. Right, but uh, but yeah, there's there's uh, you know go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link, and then also I do want to remind everybody that coming up in less than two weeks, it'll be January twenty eighth, two thousand sixteen. That's ten days from now. That's ten days. That is a Thursday night at the Landmark Saloon here in Portland, Oregon, at four eight four seven Southeast Division. We will be having another one of our Fun Employment Radio Bingo Nights. So excited! What started off as a joke on the show has turned into three. Now it's going to be the third straight one, it, it third sure straight will month. Be. Yep, third and straight month. They're a lot of fun. It's actually, it's really, really fun. I look fun. forward to it. It's fun. So we, I am too. Uh, we play bingo. It's free to play. Uh, just come, you know, sit around, meet some new people. We've There's got prizes. Big, prizes, big heated patio. So we just all sit out there. Um, it's it's so much fun. It is it is fantastic. And it's brought to you by Small Town Brewery. They're our fine sponsors. They're the ones that make Not Your Father's Root Beer, Not Your Father's Ginger Ale. And we'll have drink specials going on that night. But, of course, you can pick it up anywhere at all kinds of different stores. You can pick up Not Your Father's Root Beer, Not Your Father's Ginger Ale. Highly suggest uh, adding in a little shot of whiskey if you want to, you know, kick it up a notch with the ginger ale. You know, nobody's going to know any better. And, and you know, that... That's weird. It's a, it's a, it's a very fine... Why did you say that fine, in accent? Nobody was going to know. <laughs> and that it's a, it's a fine combination that you can do. Small Town Brewery, fine sponsor, Fun Employment Radio's Bingo Nights. There we go. Hey, I got through it. Hey, Look at that. I'm sorry. I am a little bit out so of sorts today. what's going on? You seem a little discombobulated. Yeah. You seem yeah. a, a little great, a little well, kookier, a little kookier than usual. There's been trouble at home. No. Trouble in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There. Uh, yeah. All right. There's some weird things that did keep me okay. I don't even know how to go into this, and I apologize if this is I your first you time blurred. listening to this show. Mm-hmm. I am. I, I normally am a little bit more composed than this. And are you? Yeah, yeah. I would say more than this. Yes. However, there's there's. I don't even know how to get into this. All right. So what is so what is. I live What's in a house on? in southeast Portland. Whoa, just whoa, to, whoa, whoa. In southeast Portland? I live in a house in southeast Portland Tell in me. a, in a two, two-story house with a basement, and I have a couple of roommates, and I live in the converted attic, which is upstairs. 
Um, you live in the converted attic of a house in Southeast Portland. Yes, yes, yes. All yes. right, all right. So I live, I live in that, and that's where my bedroom is. And over the years of especially doing this show, and before that, you know, the house is from 1907. There have been some odd things that have occurred. So much so, we did a ghost investigation of my house last year. You can buy that at FunEmploymentRadio.com. Also, and um, things have kind of things kind of uh, calmed down. Now, there's been weird things that have... I'll just say it. There's been weird things that have happened in my house that I can't explain. Yes. Um, there's been uh, voices. Voices, noises, things moving, things flying across the room. Something yelled my name at one point. Uh, that was that was the most terrifying thing. Uh, there was the... very. There's very strange things that have happened at my house. And lately, though, it's been kind of quiet, which has been which has been nice until just recently some weird, some more weird stuff's going on. So I have a, um, wait, so it's happening again. It's been so long. Yeah. Well, I also don't talk about everything, but there's, (laughs) there's, there's something that's been going on in my room and I can't quite explain it and I can't figure it out. So I've got a, like in the attic, there's kind of like a little kind of alcove off to the side. It's like a, um, I don't even know what the right word would be, but I mean, it's it's open. It's like one of the windows just kind of pushes out the side of the house. So I've got like this little little alcove, I guess you would call it. Okay. So it's like an alcove, one of those things that's like popped out on the side. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, and that's, and I turned that into my closet. Mm. So it's just, it's, it's enough room for a couple of racks of clothes. So I'm like, all right, well, that'll make a good closet right there. And it's right across from my bed. So I, I wake up. Like when I wake up from my from my bed, that's what I look at. I look straight to that because that's just how it happens to be. Okay. And I it's a little dark in that corner. So this was, oh, I don't know, like four or five months ago, I put in a sensor light back there. So it's a it's a bar light, like a like a light bar that I is drilled into the wall. It's up on the ceiling, kind of on the slanted <laughs> ceiling, uh-huh. and then it's got a little sensor. That, you know, if I go back into the closet, then it'll turn the light on so I can see. And I did this three or four months ago and, you know, whatever, no, no big deal. It's, it's been in there. It's been fine. Nothing strange. There's a light there. Just makes it nice. Till about, this was about, I don't know, I'd say it would started a couple weeks ago where I would be asleep, you know, and I like my room very dark and the light would turn on. What? Your sensor light? My sensor light would turn on. That's weird. I kid you not. This this has happened this happened multiple times. And it would turn on and I would wake up and be like, "Okay, that's that's strange." Um cuz I have it I have it perfectly balanced cuz I tested it all out so that to make sure that the sensor was only if I was right in that closet. Yeah. You have to be right so in there. So is it like angled in like the walls are angled down? The walls it? are angled and the sensor more importantly is angled so that you have to be in there. Like I got to basically wave my hand in front of it to get it to turn on because I didn't want it accidentally turning on. Okay. And so this started happening, um, like I said, about a couple of weeks ago and I, it woke, it's enough to wake me up because it's a bright light and I just kind of, but it's just intermittently turning ignored on it. Yeah. It turned on a couple of times and I, I, Looked over there. I tried to see if there was something like, was there a moth in the room or something like that? Or was there a spider in front of the sensor? 
didn't didn't see anything. Just assumed there was a good good logical reason. But you for think it. that there's a just well, either and, way, it's terrifying. So well, there's something turning on your light. You think it might be a giant spider crawling across it? I'm not. I don't know. Uh, so I I let this go on for about a week and a half, and then I was like, you know, maybe maybe there's something wrong with this light. You know, maybe that's it. Um, even though it's brand new, I thought maybe maybe it's the batteries. Because it doesn't do it during the daytime. I've I've looked over there trying to see, and and I've also tested it out. So I I put new batteries in it, brand new batteries, reinstalled it back in the corner, and then I played around with the angle on the on the sensor, and I did everything I could to try to set it off. And there's nothing I could do to get that thing to go off, except unless I like wave my hand right in front of it. That is how I got it to go off. That's how I got it to turn on. Okay. And so I installed the new batteries last night. It started doing it again. What? It did it two or three times over the course of the night where it just turns on on its own. Back in the corner, back in the closet. The only way I've ever been able to get it to, to trigger is by running my hand right in front of it. Okay, that's really fucking weird. <sighs> So that's that's why I've been I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night because the blinding it perplexed light me because I well because I kept trying to figure out how the hell it was turning on it was driving it's driving me crazy that I I can't figure it out and like there's there's nothing like it's not angled to where you could see something from the outside it's not angled to <laughs> like it, there's only really one tiny little section that you can turn that sensor on and you have to be right in front of it I like how blunt John is in the chat he's wrote Greg is gonna die in that house someday <laughs> <laughs> it'll be me turning on other people's lights it's at that point. totally gonna be uh, like an American horror story in the murder house where you're just gonna oh. live there forever I don't, I don't like forever. the idea of that murder house which one is that that's the first one. Oh, what they renamed it murder house that's the name of the season yeah, but that's not what they called it originally. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. No, American Horror Story, that franchise, that was just called American Horror Story. It was Murder House, then no, it was Asylum. They, they renamed it Murder House afterwards. That's like a new then hope. Then it was Coven, then it was Star Freak Wars Show, was, was renamed Hotel. afterwards. No, uh-huh. that is not that is not true. It was not always Murder House. And regardless, that is not what my house I is going to become. I think we start calling your house Greg Nibbler's Murder House, pretty I much. don't know. I don't like that because idea. Because you do have the same kind of basement with the hidden room, and in, like, Murder House, American Horror Story, there's, like, the guy, uh, like, one of the doctors who would perform weird experiments and stuff. No, but I'm not you totally performing any... You totally have a weird experiment basement. Nobody's performing experiments in my basement. They, they did. They're doing it right now. I'm saying that they probably did in the past. Why? Just because it's a basement doesn't mean somebody was performing I'm experiments. I'm saying your house is, is pretty big. And it was yeah. one of like the one of the original houses in the neighborhood. So I mean, yeah. who's to say that there wasn't? And you live near nineteen oh seven. You live near Asylum Avenue. I mean, that was where you know a mental okay. institution yeah. was. Okay, yes, but there I'm was saying, a mental institution I'm saying in your the house city of Portland. Been, would have been like a mansion in nineteen oh seven. So who's to say that a doctor didn't live there? Doctors, you know, made the most money. <laughs> there were doctors in Portland. There were Your house was there at the same time. Exactly. There were insane people. There were insane it all people. comes together. Like, and then they performed, for, for no... they performed <laughs> experiments yes. in your basement. I love how you've come up with this idea that this is what happened. There uh, is no evidence at all that there were any insane doctors conducting experiments on people in my so house. So what we're saying is basically American Horror Story... Murder House was based on Greg Nibbler's actual murder house. That's what it. That's what I'm saying. That is not. That is not true. Pretty I do sure not believe that. That's 100 accurate. All I'm saying is it's bothering me because I want a logical explanation for it and I can't figure it out. 
other than you know maybe the the sensor is malfunctioning but it's it'll work if i put my hand in front of it and it doesn't do it anytime i've tried to sit there and trigger it and i've I've like blown a fan at it i'm trying to get this thing to go off without putting my hand in front of it and that's the only way it ever goes off so i don't i don't know that would be really terrifying waking up with an intermittent bright light turning on you know i've got a different one a smaller one uh, that's from the same brand. Maybe I'll install a different one back there and see what happens. See if it happens to that one too. And see what goes I mean, on. What's the logical explanation? I don't know. Either Something's way, brushing the sensor. That's way, all I can think of. creepy regardless. It's either Eunice or it's a giant spider that's big no, enough to trigger the light. The logical explanation is either it's malfunctioning, which is strange because it's new, brand new batteries, and I've tested it out and I can't. I've never witnessed it doing malfunctioning like that any other time except for the middle of the night, or something is touching that sensor and brushing it like a spider or a... Uh, apparently there's some... Maybe a, maybe there's a gigantic spider back there. I would hate that too. I've never witnessed the spider or the moth or whatever would be turning it on, or there's something else turning it on and I don't know what it is. Well, that would be... <sighs> if I was waking up in the middle of the night and had a sensor light that just kept turning on by itself... Yes. I'd be freaked out. Yes. Yeah, we're saying new can still malfunction, and you're right, but it did work for like four months perfectly fine. It, it, it could be. But I do have other lights that are that I haven't used uh, from the same brand, but different packages, different kinds and all that. Maybe I'll put another one back there, and we'll see what happens with that. Has anything else strange been happening, or is it just the light so far? Uh, that's, the, that's the main thing. I mean, it's a bright light that turns on and wakes me up. and, and That would... I mean, I can nervous. turn it off. But then that would be admitting that there's something going on wrong, and then I didn't want to do that, so I just didn't. Oh. All right, you don't think it could be like a mouse or something? You'd know if there was a mouse up there. No, and I would A, I would know that, but also it's not angled to where you have to be like four feet off the ground in order to, to trigger it. Okay, so yeah. about your height. A little bit below my height, but yeah. maybe even Actually, maybe even higher than that, because it's aimed... It's aimed at a really weird angle just to keep that from happening. Yeah. So, oh. yeah. Probably more like five feet. You have to be like five feet off the ground, I would say. Okay. Well, I have no, I mean, I was going to say, I have no update for my creepy apartment, but at least my I don't have a sensor light that's turning on in the middle of the night. <laughs> it's being noted, asked here by uh, Rick in the live chat. Funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, six ninety nine a month. The first week is free. Uh, Rick says, are we going to address the fact that Greg has a motion sensor light, security light in his bedroom? It's just to turn on. It's a light for my, for my yeah, closet. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. Why do you have a sensor light in your bedroom? So it lights up my closet when I walk in there, and then I can have the light on. So I can see where Doesn't my clothes are. Does your bedroom are. have lights? Yeah, but it's that's a dark corner of the bedroom. There's not that many lights over there. It's darker. And so it's in the alcove. So that it doesn't have it. There's no light bulb installed in the alcove. So I put this in rather than having to rewire a whole light system over there. I can just screw one into the wall and leave it at that. Uh-huh. It was a lot easier. Okay. Maybe you should just get rid of a sensor light in your creepy bedroom. But then I can't see my clothes. Well, you can get a regular light. But no, then I have to install. The then problem. I have to do a lot of lighting work, and I'm, no, I'm I don't like sure doing lighting work. Have stores where you can just buy a lamp and probably put it right there, and then that's just what this is. I just it, it's got the central light on it, so then I don't have to fiddle, you know, mess with turning it on and off. I just okay. put away my hand. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's been going off in the middle of the night, and I don't have a really good explanation for it. But I will test some things out. So it's it's and the light's bright enough that it wakes you up. 
Yeah, because especially since it has brand new batteries. Out of sorts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, they, it woke me up, and then I just start thinking, and then, then I couldn't shut it off, and then I went to sleep, and then it went off again later on after that. So then it really bothered me, and then yeah. I just couldn't stop sleep that would thinking, so I didn't sleep. I did not sleep last night. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, let's move on to another topic here, Sarah. We, let's let's talk about your apartment. Now, do you have any updates? I still updates? have no idea who let's, left my... Let's recap what we were talking about last week, because this is a current topic here on Fun Employment Radio. Now, Sarah lives in a big apartment building in uh, in southeast Portland, Oregon. Also very old, but not haunted. There's a lot of units in there, and you live at the end of a hallway in your ramshackle little studio that you've pieced together that's full of Mm -hmm. uh, clothes and dirty dishes. Basically, I live in my closet and not dirty dishes. And and you live in that, and then you've had, uh, you have a... The, what happened most recently is that you have a laundry facility like in the basement. Yes. There, there's some washers and dryers. Mm-hmm. And you did your laundry last week and then proceeded to go upstairs with your laundry. You a left for three days. A significant distance away from the laundry room, by the way. You left for three days and you came back and you were home for a day and then the next day. The next day. It was something like that. You were gone, or you gone for two days or something. Yeah, anyway. I went to Seattle for my sister's baby shower. Yeah. I was gone for. I did my laundry on a Friday afternoon. I got home on a Sunday, so it was there Sunday night. Uh, went to work Monday, came back Monday afternoon, and that was when <laughs> a piece of my laundry that I had left in the basement uh, on Friday was. You hanging. don't know that you left it in there. I'm on pretty fr- damn sure that I did because I remember setting it to the side. But then again, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't know why it happened. I still have no explanation. Yes, I came home from work on Monday afternoon and my bikini top, which I've never worn around the apartment or anything. You're not parading around the halls not, of your apartment I, building? I know it's shocking. <laughs> God, I, I show the least amount of skin out of anyone in the entire world. During yeah. the winter, you see maybe my fingertips yeah. from my fingerless gloves and like my face. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yep. Yes, I, I don't show a lot of skin, so needless You're to say- You're a never nude. Nobody, I am a never nude. Um, nobody's seen me in this top, and I came home on a Monday afternoon, and my bikini top was just hanging from my apartment door handle, which is very creepy. That's very strange. I have no idea. So the only, um, I asked my next door neighbor, the, the only person that I basically know in my building, uh-huh. and she didn't put it there. So I have no clue. I didn't see anybody when I was doing laundry. I don't know anybody else in my building. I don't know how somebody was able to place that that was my top and hang it from my doorknob, which is so creepy. That is very it creepy. It still creeps me out. That is, It is very weird. But you also did admit that a couple of weeks ago, there was a strange guy who came up from downstairs and came to your door and knocked on it, which is very rare. Which is and rare. You, this is the, only the second time in five, four or five years since I've lived in that apartment that somebody's knocked on my door. Okay. And this I'm guy kind of, like tried this guy. I'm kind of a shut in. I will say this, and I am totally oh, not okay kind of. You are a shut in. I am. You're a shut in, and a little little. I'm just gonna tell you what. A little bit of hoarding. A little bit of hoarding in there. Well, things are special. There's <laughs> you got a lot of treasures. I've got a, a lot, lot of, treasures. of treasures. There's <laughs> just a smidge of hoarding. I do have a slight hoarding. Just problem. a d- dash of it. But it's it's clothing hoarding. It's clothing <laughs> and it's makeup. Man, I have been having some serious problems with makeup. What, you keep st- buying makeup? I keep buying makeup. I can't stop myself. <sighs> like, even though I don't have a lot of money, like, if I have an extra couple bucks, I'll buy, you know, like a like a new lipstick. Uh-huh. Make me feel like a, a new woman. You'll, you'll buy a new lipstick? I'll, like, how, many lips, how many lipsticks would you say you have? Hundreds. Seriously? Seriously. You have hundreds of lipsticks? Hundreds. I bet I have at least, like, this is my bag that I hardly use. This is my work bag. I probably have... 
Like this is just Sarah's my pulling out her, her travel Let's makeup see, bag. One, two, three, four. This is in one bag. Five. Five. Five lipsticks so far. This is this bag is not very. I only big have either. five. This is just my traveling. This is my like. You have oh, five maybe. on average per day. How many different kinds of lipstick do you wear? Oh, it depends. Like today, I'm not doing anything except for like going, coming here, and then I'm going home and working on a painting. So today will be zero lipsticks. Okay, but you have five here just in case you just need them. Just in case, them. I, I do. Now, I carry around a, all my makeup with me on a, just in case. Like, on I bring a it with me. Going out day, how many different times? How many different kinds of lipstick will you put on? I don't think you understand the concept of lipstick. You don't just change the color every time you put it on. Well, then why do you need five and because hundreds of lipsticks? Because it depends. It depends on the <laughs> outfit. It depends on, on. So you only need one lipstick. Yes. Yet you have five with you and hundreds at home. But you only wear one at a time. Like for the day, if you pick the color of lipstick, that's the color for the day? Uh, it depends. Do you change it up like halfway through? Sometimes. I'll go darker at night. What, like whore oranges? Red. or Oh, whore red. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I do. I like to care. I have all of my makeup with me in case of emergency all the time. And I've been having... I'm, what is the emergency? Like, for example, like say we're here and like what if I... You know, get called to I don't know have a meeting somewhere or something. I don't uh-huh. want to go looking like this. <laughs> so I natural. have my I have my face in my bag that I can put on. <laughs> I always bring a spare pair of earrings too, so I can put those on. Have a little brush, <sighs> clean up. But yeah, I've been having I've been uh, I have a significant makeup hoarding problem. I've noticed this. Like my bathroom looks like it has exploded with makeup. Like every time I'll go and buy something else, like I have I have so much. I have so much makeup. It's ridiculous. Why do you need all this makeup? I don't know. I can't stop myself. <laughs> like, I know other people, like, I'm glad that I don't have, like, an expensive problem. Yeah. Because I buy, you know, like, shitty, like, makeup from, like, the, from the like, makeup section at Fred Meyer. Yeah. Like, it's all, I'll spend, you know, like, $2 on a Wet n' Wild lipstick, and I'll be like, ooh, this lipstick's going to change my life. Oh God! I, feel so, I don't even want to talk about this. Wow, we really struck a chord here. I didn't even know we were going to be going here with this this part of it. So, what it, is it? Just lipsticks? Is is it other? I think as I'm getting older, I'm trying to spackle my face a little bit more. Oh no! Are you going into that face? Oh, no, You're kind of young to be doing that, but boy, I guess you are getting older. I did notice you put some more color in your hair. I did. You put some pink in your hair, didn't I you? I did. Oh. I didn't mean to. I was just trying to kind of tone it, and then it turned lady? out bright. Stop oh. it, Greg. Do you think like like twenty two year olds walk by and they see you and like, oh, like, look oh, at that's that lady? So sad. Look, she's still trying. Oh God, oh, damn it! No, wow. stop it. That is not nice. You stop that. Oh, oh God, I'm like, I'm wearing a Coors Light T-shirt. You and are I, wearing like, a Coors Light T-shirt. Pink in my hair and. And all the lipstick in the world. And all the lipstick in the world. Oh, you just made me feel really bad about it. Hey, I didn't say it. I, you were you were the one that brought this up. I'm just asking you. I'm asking you why you think you need these things. Also, this is part of the Greg system where I tear you down and I have to build you back up. So I want to just I want to be pretty. Well, you you are you are very pretty. Um, you know, not so sure about this shade of lipstick you're wearing. I'm not but, wearing it. <laughs> oh, That's well, the shade of never my mind. face. <laughs> That's the shade of my mouth. You dick. <laughs> well, okay, then you know, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> you don't need makeup. Thanks for not saying. You're just saying you don't like my mouth shade. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> I don't really like that like, color of like. Skin what have we got going here now? You know, take it off. Just get. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, 
Anyway. All right. So, so, I still so don't in know. your hoard, your house of hoarding. My house of hoarding. <laughs> it's your hoarding of, shack. It's just all like lipstick and clothes. That's pretty much it. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, so that guy came last week when he was convinced that uh, that I lived above him and that my sink was leaking. And so he came and knocked on my door and he's just like trying to, he was looking around me and he was making me really uncomfortable. Yeah. So he's kind of looking around being like, oh, your, your sink is leaking. And then he was completely confused. He just moved into the building. He thought that my apartment was over his. It was not. Again, though, it doesn't matter if you just moved in the building. You don't ever go bang on somebody's door and then try to peek in and no, it tell me- them that something in their house is leaking into his because even if it was That's a landlord problem yeah what would you do about yeah, it yeah what am i supposed to do exactly yeah. you you rent for a reason that's one of the bonuses of renting is that somebody else takes care of the problem for you mm-hmm. that's that's their job yep believe me i know because i rent out rooms <laughs> and it, it's the shitty part of it but yeah. it, that's what it is that's the deal yeah so he made me really uncomfortable and i'm like okay so then we were speculating that maybe he's you know was able to see when he was peeking around and seeing my, I don't think it, it. My apartment's like a fucking Where's Waldo for clothes, so he wouldn't have been able to pick out that bikini top out of the piles. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So anyway, so this guy. So I still don't know who hung my bikini top from my doorknob, but uh, I did get a call from my landlord uh, the day before yesterday. I was over at a friend's house, which of course is the most terrifying thing in the world if you're not at your place that you're renting and you get a call yeah. from your landlord. All you can think is like, holy fuck, is the place burning down? Oh, yeah. It's never for a good reason. It's never for a good reason. So I see, uh, <clears throat> so the landlord. Hey, just wanted to call you up and say, you know what? You've been such a great tenant. We're cutting your rent in half this month. Uh, just wanted to give you a call and let uh, you know. Hey, have a super day. Yeah, that's never what the call is. No. It's never a good thing. It's never a good thing. Actually, it wasn't a terrible thing. So my landlord called him like, oh, my God, what, what the hell happened? Like, I'm not at my apartment. So like, I you know, panically answer. I'm just like, Hello. I'm like, hello, is everything okay? And she's like, oh, it's, everything's fine. Okay, how are you? You then, are like that, though, because I've called you before even for for different things, like work stuff or whatever it is. Like, I'll I call get, you, and you'll be in a panic, like, as soon as, I get soon it as from you my answer. Mother. I get it from my oh, mother. Oh, what's like, wrong? I'm like, nothing. I just... Is everything okay? Yeah. Can we bump it back an hour tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's, it's, it's never anything fear-inducing but yeah there yes. we go well, I, 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 <laughs> yeah <laughs> very fear-induced so yeah she calls and so she is talking to me and she's like so there's a she she wanted to ask me about my next door neighbor because she's like well i'm getting noise complaints from the uh this apartment downstairs who's below your next door neighbor and i'm like wait they're complaining about you not about me about the person who lives next to me and so i'm like oh and it's the same guy the guy that was peeking wait, around wait wait let me understand this so Who's making a complaint about noise? My landlord called me to ask if I had heard my next door neighbor be noisy because the guy who had come upstairs initially to complain because he thought that my sink was leaking into his apartment uh-huh. was now complaining that he said it sounds like the guy next to me is like moving furniture at all hours of the day. Oh, so he's complaining about your next direct neighbor. Yes. And so she was calling me to ask. She's like, this guy is relentless downstairs. He keeps insisting that this that your next door neighbor is moving furniture twenty like twenty four hours a day. She's like, have you ever heard anything? And honest to God, I've never even met my next door neighbor. He's so quiet. I've never even seen him. Yeah, like it's completely silent, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, he doesn't make any noise. In fact, I've never even seen him. I didn't even know anyone actually lived in there. And she's like, all right, yeah, because this guy is, like, really, he, he keeps calling over and over again, saying how loud it is. And then I was like, is that the same guy who was complaining about the leak? 
And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, he creeped. I'm like, honestly, he kind of creeped me out. And I told her about how he was looking around my shoulder and kind of looking in my apartment. She's like, yeah, that sounds really weird. She's like, I'm just going to tell him he can break his lease and move out. <laughs> I'm like, okay, awesome. So weird guys moving out of my building. Do you know that for sure? I think I, I saw the the apartment up. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So she's just like, like you could tell it. She's like, whatever. I don't even want to deal with this. Cool. We're just going to have him move. I'm like, done. Hmm. So now creepy guy's moving out of my apartment. Now, yeah, here is a couple of notes are being brought up here in the live chat that I'm, I'm going to bring up to you as well that I was also thinking about. Um, says here, oh, Jesus, Sarah, don't snitch. He will raise hell with you. So you did kind of just snitch on him. I didn't snitch. I just said he was lying. Well, that's, I mean, you kind of snitched. Well, you know what? Maybe he should have kept his nose in his own goddamn business and not tried to peek into my apartment of school. I mean, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But at the same time. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I am the resident crazy lady because I am like one of the most longest standing tenants. Oh yeah. No, everybody knows you're yeah, the crazy lady. I know. That's not in dispute. Nobody comes think. to my end of the hall. No. They all just leave it alone. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Here's the thing, though. He knows. It's my hall. But he talked to you. You don't know if he talked to anybody else. So he's going to remember you as somebody that he got into contact with. And when now they're they're basically booting him out. If that little bitch is complaining about city living because, like, somebody walks up upstairs, I have nothing to worry about. I'm rough and tumble. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So you're, standing, you're saying he should be afraid of you. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm crazy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe he's wearing your uh, bikini top right now, though. Could be. You know what I've started doing? I've, uh, you've made me super paranoid, so I've started leaving a piece of toilet paper between uh, my door and the frame. Good. Good, good. Yeah, I told you to do these I've things. I've been doing it every day because now I have yet another thing to be OCD about. So now it's make sure the heat is off, unplug the stove, put the toilet paper between the door and the door frame. What if it's not there? What if it's falling down? I don't know what down? I would do. I don't. What would you do? I don't know. If you came home and that had fallen out. Now, keep in mind... I'm just going to say, you d- you haven't really tested this out. You don't know how secure that is. It could fall out on its own. But what? So what if you get home and it's out? I will have to cross that bridge when I come to it. That's a big bridge to cross. Is it? I mean, because then you don't, you don't really know. The only way you're going to know for sure is to put a camera in. And then you, when you get home, you have to watch the footage every single day. I am not going to. make sure that nobody's been I already been in there. have too many tendencies. I can't do it. Because then you got to get home. You got to watch the footage. Watch the footage. <laughs> make sure nobody was in there. I think that's probably what you should do, but that's just me. Why are you scratching your hand? Because I'm, you're making me uncomfortable. Everything's itchy. Wow. Well, all right. I guess we'll, I guess we'll uh, find out if anybody was in your apartment. deviate to me being the crazy person. I don't know, but I appreciate it. Mm. <laughs> Another comment from the live chat. Sarah's going to start booby-trapping her apartment like the kid in Home Alone. I do. You know what I always do, too? You got a frying pan that's going to smack somebody in the face? I always leave a $5 bill on my coffee table. What? See if anyone steals it. <laughs> what? Yeah. Because nobody can resist it. If they're, like, roaming around in my apartment, they're going to want to take the $5. You leave $5 on the on the coffee table in your apartment just to see if somebody will take it. Yeah, it's bait money. Has it ever, has it ever been missing? No. <laughs> you leave... 
Do you do that when you stay in like a hotel just to see if the maid is stealing from you? Oh, I hide everything when I'm in a hotel. Yeah. And I have to hide it. Like, how do you hide it? You oh. realize the maid is coming in, or the clean, or whoever's cleaning. There's some. They they know where everything is in that room. No, you can hide it under un- unsuspecting things. For example, like how? How do you hide something from a maid in a hotel room if it's not like in the safe? No, let me tell you. If you're traveling abroad, uh-huh. you know where I like to hide my passport. On you? I don't. Is this a question we want answered on the show? No. What? I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know where you're going. You disgusting human being. (laughs) Where is, where do you hide the passport? You hide the passport underneath the telephone. They're not going to lift up the phone. Nobody thinks that you're going to stick anything underneath the phone. Well, hey, I don't think anybody wants your passport. People want to steal your identity. So if you hide it, I'm, I'm just saying under the telephone, I think is a great place to hide things or monies. Because who's going to think that some some idiot's going to put something under the telephone? Would you ever think to look under the telephone? No, you you look under the bed, you look under the pillows, you don't look under the if telephone. If I were uh, honestly going into somebody's room to attempt to steal their identity, yeah, I probably would look under the telephone. You would not look under the telephone. Yes, I, I wouldn't. If my intent was to steal an identity and I have unfettered access to the hotel room and no supervision... I'm gonna search till I find it, and there's not that many places to search in a hotel I room. Don't, no, I think that I think that your mind is blown. No, a better place to hide it. What? Hide it in the pillow. Not in the pillow. That's the first place you look. No, you unzip the pillow, like the stuffing part of the pillow. You stuff it way down in there. You don't stuff it in the stuffing part of the pillow. Yeah, nobody's gonna look in that. That's the first place. Haven't you ever seen a movie where they're like frisking not an apartment? Not the pillowcase. No, they like, stuff they it into the pillow. The pillows. They squish them. Nobody squishes the pillows. <clears throat> um, they absolutely squish the pillows. That's the first thing that they do when they're searching a place. <sighs> Whatever. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, a story out of Austin, Texas. This is my favorite headline of the day. It reads as such. Austin man, or an Austin man, excuse me, has been charged with arson after setting fire to a rug in his apartment to prove that he's not a loser. That's the actual he, headline. Okay. Let me, let me tell you Yeah, I'm going to let you explain a little bit more. A before. Texas man has been charged with arson after he set fire to a rug in his apartment to make a political statement and prove that he wasn't a loser to his mom and people on the internet. <laughs> uh, Austin fire crews responded to a call uh, at the Whisper Hollow Apartments after a request from um, the Austin Police Department who had received a call for a disturbance between a mother and her son. Now, the report says a police uh, police arrived at the apartment. The officer heard a voice from inside the apartment yell, he won't let me answer the door and he won't let me go. Officers then forced entry into the apartment. According to the affidavit, police found evidence of a small fire inside of the apartment and detained the son, Scout Anthony Thomas Hodge. That's a mouthful. Scout Anthony Thomas Hodge. Yes. All right. Scout Anthony Thomas Hodge, 20 years young. Uh, so police say Hodge's mother was being held in a bear hug by Hodge because he said that if police were allowed inside, he would be committed to a psychiatric facility. Uh, when the fire department arrived, they found uh, fire debris outside of the apartment. According to police, the fire was set inside and moved to the exterior by Hodge. The fire department found a hole burned in the rug. Damage estimated at $100. So upon questioning, Scout Hodge waived his Miranda rights and told investigators that he was in his room and began to get in a bad mood because of a TV show he was watching about politics. Hodge then decided to take matters into his own hands and burned a Syria hat with a lighter and pasted it, and placed it on a rug 
all of which he we, videoed and recorded onto Instagram. Burned a Syria hat? What? What is a Syria I hat? I don't know. Did he just scrawl Syria on a hat and then burn it, or? Oh, I think that. I think ding, ding, ding. That's probably it. Is that is? Okay. All right. It said it just said burned a Syria hat with a lighter and placed it on a rug, all of which he recorded and placed on Instagram. Now, police said that Scout Hodge told them he was trying to make a political statement and let people know that he's not a loser. <laughs> how does it? How is it letting him know that he's letting people know that he's not a loser? Well, because he's burning the Syria hat. Yeah, I mean, Clearly. no loser would do that. No, no loser would do that, Greg. That's true. Well, after he did light his Syria hat on fire, the, sp- the fire spread to the rug and caused fire damage to the larger rug underneath. When his mother began to yell at him, Hodge then picked up the burning rug and placed it outside, causing fire damage to the side of the building as well. All for an Instagram post for burning his Syria hat. All right. Well, Hodge has been charged with arson, a state jail felony in Texas. I didn't know that, as well as unlawful restraint for the bear hug that he was giving to his mother. Yikes. Out of Canada. This is such a Canadian-sounding crime. Canadian police are on the hunt for a man accused of stealing $1,500 worth of chewing gum from a local pharmacy. (laughs) Whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. $1,500 worth? Worth of chewing gum. That is a lot of gum. That is a lot of gum. Like, how much are we talking about? So this is in Canada. A, I didn't think Canadians really... I don't know if they chewed gum or not. This is out of Markham, Ontario. Okay. Uh, Canadian police are searching for this man, so surveillance footage... uh, Posted on YouTube by York Regional Police shows a man entering a pharmacy in Markham. Was that a Canadian accent sure. you were just doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, entering the pharmacy in Markham, holding a garbage bag after arriving in a taxi. Uh, so the regional police say in a statement a few moments later, he re-enters the store, fills another garbage bag with co- oh, chewing gum, and walks out. It is believed that the man loaded both garbage bags into the taxi that was waiting for him, and then he left. Wow. So he just walked out with the two garbage bags? He had two garbage bags full of gum. And nobody ca- stopped him. Nobody stopped him. And he because Canadians are too nice. That's their too problem. Nice. Like, oh, he probably just needs some chewing gum. That's a, that is not a Canadian accent in any way, shape, or Police form. Police estimate the cost of the gum at $1,528 and are seeking the public's help to identify the suspect. Now, investigators have exhausted all leads and are releasing video surveillance as well as images of the suspect and seeking public assistance to identify this man. Tough times in Canada. Yeah, it sounds like it. it sounds sounds. What does rough. one do with fifteen hundred dollars worth of gum? I don't know. I mean, I guess you could. You Is it like could black always market gum. Well, you could ensure you're always that person that has gum. I mean, because that person's usually of value. You know, has some value to be around mm-hmm. the person who always has gum because everybody will always take a piece. I mean, most most of the time. So maybe that's it. He always wants to ensure that he's got a supply, um, or he could be could be selling black market gum that is possible as well in which case i don't know if i would buy black market gum yeah i don't know if i i would do that if somebody to walk up and say hey man this uh <laughs> this dentine's normally a dollar in the store i'll give it to you for 50 cents right Whoa. now though. you know my boss doesn't Whoa. know about it but i we we had we ordered some extra cases so we're just trying to get rid of them these fell off the back of yeah the they truck, fell off this gum I mean. fell off the back of the truck off of the gum truck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I don't think I would do it. I'm not going to buy street gum. Black market gum. I think that gum. somebody would have injected street gum with something. I don't think I'd trust street gum. No. I mean, that's that's just me. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also uh, of note uh, as well, as it's being noted in the chat, that is a lot of stock of gum 
for a pharmacy to have. So, but then again, though, this could so be gum is probably like pharmacy. How much is gum? Like a dollar? Yeah, yeah. So it'd be like fifteen hundred packs of gum, basically. Yeah, that's a lot. That's like two garbage bags. Yeah, that's that's, that's a lot of gum. of gum. That's a lot of gum. I mean, I guess there's a lot of different kinds of gum. So. I've never seen that much gum in a store, though. Mm, yeah, but if, you, if you're talking about their back stock. Is this just on the shelves? All right, this is too much to talk about gum. I know. Anyway, I'm sorry. It, it watch out like for black market gum if you live Do in New York. Do not buy black market gum. No, in, in uh, Canada. Yeah, it was in York, Ontario, wasn't it? No, it was in. Uh, oh, of course, my computers. I thought that's what you said. No, Greg, it was in Markham. Oh, Markham. Markham, Ontario. Oh, some. Okay, I got confused. Greg, have you ever heard of a sex toy company called Hot Octopus? Uh, oh, the reason I was confused is uh, somebody from Ontario is in the live chat right now, and so he was uh, correcting us. Anyway, what about octopus? <laughs> God. Greg, have you heard of a sex toy company called Hot Octopus? Oh, never mind. Missed the first part of that. Yeah. Only heard the octopus part. Hey, what about octopus? <laughs> no, right. no, I, I cannot say I have. Well, they're making a name no, for themselves. Or was that part of the bit? Am I supposed to? No, Sarah, I haven't. Heard about hot octopus. Can you tell me about it? Okay. It's a sex toy company. And uh, so they're mostly based in London. However, they're creating quite the stir after a little stunt that they pulled in New York City. Okay. Last week. <laughs> what was what was the stunt, Sarah? I'm so glad that you asked me. I have the story right here. Last week, sex toy company Hot Octopus... Yes, I recall you saying that about four times now. (laughs) I sure did. Hot Octopus erected what they called a Gi-Fi booth on 28th Street and 5th Avenue in New York City, where men could, in theory, go and... Relieve their stresses. Oh, what? Yeah. A pop-up, like, booth? It's called, It's. it was a booth called the Gi-Fi booth. Why the f- no. The company put a cloth over a phone booth in what amounted to a marketing <laughs> Wait, thing. in a phone booth? Inside like a- of the phone booth was a chair and a laptop for men to bring relief to their bodies. Oh. Wait, there was just like a public phone- a- I didn't know people still used phone booths, but nonetheless- a public phone booth. They threw up a a curtain over it and put a chair and a laptop in there and said, "Hey, come on, guys." It was the Gi-Fi booth. Oh, yes. So gross. So, Hot Octopus was inspired by a survey which concluded that I did not know this. Yeah. How does this help sell anything? Well, what are they you. selling? What, what What is the marketing behind this? They're inspired by a survey from the magazine Time Out, uh, which concluded that thirty nine percent of men in New York. Admitted to masturbating while at work. While at work? 39%. Holy shit, that is a big percentage. That, that is a huge percentage. Almost half the people around you. Uh, a All survey right. done by Glamour magazine uh, of at a thousand work? men. Yeah, at work. And so this is actually not new because in 2012, Glamour did a similar survey and they came up with 31% of their readers claimed that they indeed do the masturbating at work at work at work <sighs> so anyway so if you live this in Manhattan this changes my entire opinion about offices and oh <clears throat> alright also 
Let me just say something. It lends a little bit more credence to my theory about airplanes that somebody on that plane is going into that bathroom and taking care of business. That is so weird that like you've latched onto that as a thing and like because somebody is. Why are you still bringing somebody it on up? that plane is doing it? Who cares? It. Because you have to use that same bathroom right afterwards. And, oh man, you, somebody is. Somebody is on that plane is going into that bathroom solo, and uh, guy firing it up. Greg, have you heard of? Uh... But thirty nine percent of office workers. Have you heard of the sex toy company Hot Octopus? Yes, Sarah. Thank you. Hot Octopus created the Guy-Fi booth so that men can, quote, take their habit out of the office and into a more suitable environment on a street corner in a phone booth under a sheet with a laptop and a folding chair. A more suitable environment designed to give them the busy, to give the busy Manhattan man the privacy and high-speed internet connection that he deserves. Because there's no privacy or high-speed internet in Manhattan? Like, what? I don't get it. A representative it. for sex toy company Hot Octopus. Okay, if they're already sneaking away at work and taking care of it or going home, why would they want to go to a public phone booth and be the guy that's walking in and out of that place? Like, talk about, like, people who have embarrassment of going into, like, a porn shop, you know, where they have the entrance in the back. This is on the street of New York. Oh, yeah, like Everyone knows what you're doing in there. That, like, stole butt plugs from Spencer's because he was too embarrassed to buy them? Well, A, don't go to Spencer's. That's... You're gonna uh, buy some butt plugs. Don't get your butt plugs at Spencer's. There's okay? a thing called the internet. Just do that. But nonetheless, you go to Amazon.com. Well, go first you go to FunEmploymentRadio.com. Click on the Amazon link. Yeah. Buy all the butt plugs. Yeah. We'll never know. I mean, I don't care. Buy whatever you want. Yeah. Well, the company claims uh, sex toy company Hot Octopus. Yes. Uh, they claim that approximately 100 men. Use the booth on the inaugural day. Uh, what are they just like, wait in line? After the success of the first booth. Uh, I, this is real? There are plans to continue with the idea and add more pop-up booths around Manhattan and other U.S. Uh, cities and in London, where the brand has the most loyal following. <laughs> However, they said they don't encourage self-satisfaction because, of course, that would be highly illegal. They just say it's a place where you can go and relax for a few minutes. That's so. That's just so it's gross. So, it's so gross. I mean, it really is. That's that's gross. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I know personally anybody who would go to a street corner in New York. Well, they're not going to tell you. Apparently, thirty-nine percent of the people in New York, thirty-nine percent of the men are furiously while they're at work. I mean, I've been to New York. <laughs> that's just disturbing. Now, now I have to realize that. Well, I mean, guess out of sight, out of mind, I All suppose. Right. Still. I don't have to worry about that in... I'm in the 61%. Okay. That's, uh, that is that is not. Okay. We do have an entire network of shows, though, and I don't even want to get into thinking oh, about that. Oh, God, I didn't even think... A lot of shows on the network. Oh. Six ninety nine a month, the first week is free. Jesus, okay. To listen in to the live stream. All right, there you have it. Oh, man. Thirty-nine percent. That is a high number. That would be like four people. Oh God. No, it'd be more than that. Okay, let's. I don't There's even more people think than about that, that on the network. Oh man, I clean this place too. I don't want to. That'd be four shows. Worth okay, of just people. that's enough. <sighs> Hopefully, Portlanders have more self-restraint than 
Weirdos in Manhattan wanking it on the street corner underneath a sheet. <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. Really? I I just, I don't think I'd feel, that, that wouldn't be a real big boost to the self-esteem. Be like, well, you know what? Got nothing else going on. Might as well go into this booth. <laughs> oh, yuck. Okay. No. Anyway. Hello, everyone. Should we do a little bit of ball talk? Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. Ooh, there is something about lack of sleep and a whole bunch of coffee. What? What's the something? Gets, gets your motor running. Ugh. That's kind of creepy way to describe it. Everything you're saying today is like really creepy, and it doesn't help that that's on the heels of a super creepy story. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. Well, just because I have to get this story out of the way, and I don't really want to keep going down the road of uh, talking about gross things, but here is something gross. Um, Khloe Kardashian in the news because of an interview she just conducted about her and her ex-husband, Lamar Odom, former L.A. Lakers star Lamar Odom. She has stated publicly that there's a sex tape. Oh, gross. Really? Why? Why is this news? What are you doing? She said that she has them in her possession, stating in quotation marks, I've definitely recorded myself having sex with my ex-husband. It sounds to me like this is something where somebody's not getting enough attention right now. And she's making this public statement. I sure have it right here on my computer, unsecured. If someone were to get access to it, you'd have all the videos. And then they could be released on the internet. Don't do that. It sounds like she's just trying to get somebody to put out her sex tape on the internet. That's gnarly. She's like, hey, it worked for my sister. Yeah, yeah, well, it worked for the whole family. That family's made a lot of money. They owe Ray J a lot of money. That's true. If Ray J hadn't appeared on Kim Kardashian, they they would not have their empire. No, no. Ray J, he should sue them. He truly gave her a golden shower. (laughs) Ew. Well, anyway, there we go. So just put that in your mind and think about the fact that that exists okay, somewhere. Okay, that's enough. Lamar Odom I can't and Khloe Kardashian. Right now. Coming it out. Moving on to ball talk. Uh, potpourri of balls, a little smattering, a little this, a little that. Uh, of, of note, LeBron James will soon be co-producing and appearing in a reality television series called Cleveland Hustles. Now, you should know that he is. this is not his first foray into this. I'll explain what the show is here in a second. But he also, uh, his uh, Spring Hill Entertainment Company produces Survivor's Remorse on Stars about a young basketball player. Okay. His family and friends and the pressure and excitement of a lucrative career. He also produces a show called Becoming on Disney XD. And uh, then, uh, then he did appear in Trainwreck with Amy Schumer over the last summer. And now this show, Cleveland Hustles, is about James. Okay, James and his close friend and business partner Maverick Carter are producing the series that will debut this summer on CNBC. He will make some cameo appearances on the show. James and Carter will give four aspiring local entrepreneurs the chance to realize their own dreams while revitalize- revitalizing a neighborhood in Cleveland. Hmm. So that's what it is. Okay, that's cool. Yep. So there we go. Another James- LeBron James. Segment. I'm curious about Cleveland. What are you? I just, I just want to know what it's like. I am slightly fascinated with Cleveland. 
Moving on in ball talk. Sarah, this is something you should be concerned with. And uh, and let me let me let me ask you here. Okay. Sarah. Do you like mozzarella sticks? I love mozzarella sticks. You do love mozzarella sticks? I very much do. I like them cold, I like them breaded, I like all of them. Okay. Pretty much however you can get mozzarella sticks, you like them. Yes. Okay. I, I feel comfortable saying that. Well, here's a problem for you. Mozzarella sticks aren't necessarily that good for you. So bad, in fact, that they forced Broncos star linebacker Von Miller last week to miss practice before their playoff game because he went to see the new Star Wars movie and purchased mozzarella sticks and an Icy as snacks. Why do they know it's not the Icy? Why did they all of a sudden jump to the conclusion that it's the mozzarella sticks? He's pretty sure it was. Oh, the I mo- bet he is. What is he? Like a neurosurgeon? Sticks. No, he he's fine. He's been hitting the head a lot. It was the Icy. <laughs> Let's move on. This this is libelous. I believe it was mozzarella sticks. It was not. It was mozzarella sticks that did it. I really have a problem with you saying that. (sighs) Mozzarella sticks made him sick. Have I ever told you how I make my trashy mozzarella sticks? They're so good. No. Anyone, if you want to, and they're not like that terrible for you. If you get the light mozzarella sticks and then you get some like turkey, uh, like the thin like deli sliced turkey. Then you can like cut the mozzarella and stick uh, in half, wrap it with some deli turkey, and pop it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. You have yourself a nice little healthy treat. That's not healthy and debatable if it's nice. It's uh, it's very delicious. Just don't let it get too hot. You don't want to you don't want to burn your mouth with the mozzarella, but it is uh, the the deli meat contains it. Very delicious. Good alternative to breaded mozzarella sticks. Moving on to ball talk. There is scandal brewing. Scandal, Sarah, in the world of tennis. Actually, this could become could become a pretty big story. Here's what's going on. BBC and BuzzFeed did a joint investigation that claims to have uncovered evidence of widespread corruption at the top level of world tennis. Oh no. Well, that that could be a pretty big deal. But here's how they did it. So, 16 players in the top 50 over the past decade were repeatedly flagged due to the Tennis Integrity Unit over suspicions they have thrown matches. So, nobody obviously knew what the Tennis Integrity Unit was, but here's what it is. And this has been part of a 12-month investigation. So, they developed an algorithm that would identify suspicious betting patterns in relation to players inexplicably underperforming. So these, it was a professor of statistics from the University of Pennsylvania and one from Northwestern University. And they, they ran these, ma- these tennis matches through this algorithm along with betting practices for more than 26,000 ATP, ATP, that must be the tennis organization, and Grand Slam matches between 2009 and 2015. Okay. And what they did is they correlated for extreme betting on one end against the odds of a, uh, like a, say a player, I'm trying to think the right way to, I'll just read it so, so that you can, we can do this the right way. That was me trying to talk. We then use the odds to calculate the implied chances that each player would win. So, they, they would calculate, you know, that, that say a player who had better skill set was probably going to win. Okay. Then they would take a look at how much the betting was against that player. 
And so if the betting was a tremendous amount of money going against the player, that seems weird. And the player, if they also lost, despite having a better chance of winning, in theory, you know, that they were a more skilled player, they analyzed those statistics of how often that is that somebody basically... Um, was betting against the better was player? Was upset, yeah. Okay. In, in these matches. And it turns out the chances of it happening are pretty slim over the course of these things. And there was one player where 15 out of the 16 times where this player would, would have been favored to win and there was a lot of betting going against them mm-hmm. that they lost. Ooh, so it's rigged. Yes. And it's it's happened to... They analyzed a whole bunch of players and there's a bunch of this. The reason there's... there's it's, it's just coming out. And so there's not a lot of information as far as who the players are. The more this comes out into the public, I think we're going to find out more about it. So they're kind of circumspect about it. However, they are saying that, yeah, it looks like there could be some big-time corruption going on Ooh, in the world dun, of dun, dun. There we go. That's it. That's. I just want to get that out. Just want to get that out. Moving on to ball talk. We'll go to this. The... NFC and AFC Conference Championships have been decided as far as who is going to be competing in them. On the American Football Conference side, the New England Patriots will take on the Denver Broncos in another boring match. Mm -hmm. Uh, New England versus Denver on the AFC side. The winner will go to the Super Bowl on their side. And on the NFC side... Alas, Seattle Seahawks fans, the Carolina Panthers did win... Beating the Seahawks. Seahawks kind of buried themselves by going down 31-0 to in the first half. However, they came back. Too little too late, though. Carolina did win, and Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals, won in overtime against the Green Bay Packers. So Carolina versus Arizona, and New England versus Denver. One of those, uh, you know, either New England or... Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? You're giving the, me a blank stare. No, because there are four teams, and then when it gets down to two, that's the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. I got it. You figured that part out. Yep. All right, so there we go. So uh, starting tomorrow to celebrate these four teams, and I will tell you who's going to win each one of these matches, and I will tell you who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Ooh, are you going to say who's going to win the Super Bowl? I will tell you that too, but not today. This week, we'll celebrate each four of the uh, each one of these teams. On the subsequent days this week. Today, though, that is all I have to announce. New England versus Denver. Carolina versus Arizona. Who will win? I'll tell you. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. That was a real good guarantee yeah. there, mm-hmm. Greg. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep, 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 yep. Well, I know that you were saying that uh, we perhaps have a couple birthdays today. We do indeed have a couple of birthdays. Uh, one of which was a birthday that happened over this last weekend. Okay. And uh, this gentleman was in Las Vegas celebrating his birthday. Oh, well, that's a good place to celebrate your birthday. It is indeed. And that is Russ. 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 Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Russ. I hope you won big in Vegas. Happy birthday Send a tithing to, to Fun Employment Radio. Don't send Happy a tithing, Russ. You. If you want to. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. And... We also have another birthday, and that birthday is today, and that is for Jay. Jay! Jay! Photographer extraordinaire. Happy birthday. Jay, happy birthday, buddy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. What damn right. All right, there we go. I think people want Elvis to sing it, not you. Uh, well, really, they want me to sing it. Just 
just kind of gives an excuse no, to play Elvis behind it. Ever specify that? In any well, I think a lot of people call me the Elvis of podcasting. That's what I've heard before. The, the king, if you will. No, no. I'm pretty sure. Oh, we do also want to give a shout out to our buddy, Mr. Janky. Mr. He's kind Janky. of going through a rough week. We love you, pal. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And uh, if you are in Utah, by the way, and you are looking to adopt a cat, let us know. Yeah, shoot us an email and we can send the information your way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's all. Just want to say that. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503 575 9120. What you doing over there? You were all fantastic people, and we <laughs> Greg is crashing. Appreciate you very much. <laughs> uh, I did not get much sleep. <laughs> um, yes, you are all fantastic, and we really do appreciate it. And if you can go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link to do on your shopping or other fine sponsors that are just on the side, or if you're on your phone, they're down at the bottom. Uh, click on them too because they are wonderful people, mm-hmm. and we appreciate all of them. Yes, and you. Thank you, everyone. We'll be back tomorrow <laughs> with more funemploymentradio.com. Love you. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.